right, we're rolling now. Hey, man. All right, what's up, dude? Hey, man. Man, I've been wanting to try to get this thing in for a while <laughs> between you and I, but I don't know. It just hasn't. You know, it, sh- it should have happened, but I'm glad it's happening now. I'm um, I'm pumped. I am, uh, I'm excited. I'm glad to be here. I can't think of a better host. <laughs> oh, well I, well, I appreciate it, man. If it wasn't for you hitting, uh, hitting the group chat up and saying about your radio show. Yeah, man. I probably would have been like. It's coming soon. Exactly. I might exchange the favor, have you on sometime soon. Oh, the radio show? Yeah. So what do you do on it? So basically, uh, UCA has a radio station in its basement of all places. It's like a labyrinth. It is, it's a full-on maze down there. But they run an FM radio station, and you can sign up per semester to run a show. And with your show time, be an hour, it can be two hours, you can do what you want. You can play just strictly some music, you can get on there and talk for an hour or two, or you can kind of do a little bit of both. So... I did this, I'm a super senior now, I did this for my freshman, sophomore, and then junior years, but then right after that, COVID shut things down, of course. So the last show I did was in March 2020. So now, finally opened the radio show back up, and all my old original co-hosts have graduated, so I'm looking for some guest spots, I'm looking for uh, some co-hosts, and we'll see where it goes, man. I'm ready to bring it back. It's called The Real Facts. The real, the real facts. The real facts. So do you just like? Oh, were we just talking about like just real things and man, anything, um, anything. No topic is off bound, uh, out of bounds. Um, free smoke for any topic is what we say. Um, and usually, if I had some co-hosts, we will, you know, kind of collaborate ahead of time. What do you want to talk about this week? It can be current events. It can be music. It can be sports debates. We, we kind of kept it pretty fresh, man. So I want that on a t-shirt. Free smoke for... <laughs> man, I, I, I don't think I've come up with that, but that would be something to trademark. So I'm, I'm telling you, every time that I have a guest on this podcast, mm-hmm. I want to create a t-shirt correlating to just that specific guest and yeah. then just put it out there. Man, I need to get some royalty, though, if you do that. Oh. Uh, you know, broke college student here, so. Oh, hey, I dropped out, so, I mean, <laughs> so, I, mean I understand. Yeah, so, it, I, we can definitely get things rolling here, especially if the t-shirts go good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it all depends, yeah. but <laughs> for sure. I mean, I went to school to be a computer scientist, switched my major to be a graphic designer, but I'm not against just total fashion design, change, last minute change. We can make that happen. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, I saw I saw also that you brought the Bible when you came in here. Yeah, man. Exactly. So, we, the topic that I sent you that we were talking about was... Boxing is, mm-hmm. is YouTube boxing ruining. Right, okay. The thing. And then uh, the companies that come out with like satanic, not mm-hmm. so Christian Christian things, would you still buy for those companies? Right. And I was wondering if you had Bible verses correlating to Jake Paul's. <laughs> man, look, I, I looked on every resource, every study Bible. I just couldn't, I couldn't, man. I couldn't find anything about Jake Paul. I, I tried. <laughs> it was not for lack of trying. How do you feel about the YouTube boxing scene, though? Man, I, some of it's better than others. Um, like, I've seen some fights where, like, you know, it's celebrity boxing night, and, like, who are these people? Like, they're not really celebrities. Nobody, like, like $5 pay-per-views. Nobody's really paying attention to that. That probably ought not be a thing. Um, and then some of them are, like, like, Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. That was kind of a joke. But then some of them, it's like, yo, you've kind of got the skill. You've, you've got a little bit of technique that you're doing. So, I don't know if it's overall good or bad for the sport. Like, it's bringing attention to boxing, which is good. Um, as a boxer, as a boxing fan, like, I'm glad uh, there hasn't been a lot of attention on boxing lately. But then again, it's like some of it is also kind of making a joke of the sport. Um, Jake Paul's got skill, man. I'll give him that. He's, he knows the technique. He's probably, out of all of them, like, the least of a joke, believe it or not. I hate that I'm saying that. <laughs> um, 
like, I don't know how he would do with, like, a professional boxer of comparable age. Like, if he could really go in with him or not. But he does have my respect that he at least knows the technique. Like, he's kind of like your old head guy down at the gym playing basketball. Like, he knows what he's doing, even if he's probably not about to join the NBA, you know? So, he's got my respect there. I mean, I, I agree with you on the, the, the whole thing about how it does bring more attention to it mm-hmm. because it's kind of like the UFC and boxing. Yeah. Like way back in the day, it really didn't have much attention. So then, therefore, the rules have over time have correlated and such, and they've built a really big base. But I'm a huge UFC guy. Oh, really? Yeah. So I like watching UFC mm-hmm. fights. And my thing is, is that if they're going to start doing this stuff where they have, like, the TikTok versus YouTube yeah, boxing man. thing. <laughs> that was kind of whack. I don't know because it's – and then they'll start calling. They'll they will literally beat somebody up that's had no boxing background whatsoever, yeah. and then they'll call out like some big heavyweight, yeah. like national champion. They're like, "You're next, dude. I'm coming for your belt." Right. And it's like some high school fight. Like exactly. Like if to continue with basketball analogy, like let's say I go down to the UCA Hyper Center and I just pick out some random dude in the crowd and just piece him at basketball. Like I I smoke him. I'm not about to get on Twitter and call out LeBron James. Like, it's just, it's not, it doesn't correlate. You it, know? Do, it doesn't at all. And so I kind of feel like that it's kind of making a mockery of the people who actually do yeah. the sport and have actually taken it seriously. I can see that. And, I mean, I don't really mind it per se. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the same thing. I don't know. I kind of, I don't know if this correlates really well with it, but you know how musicians, when they perform other people's yeah. songs and they make money off of it? Right. I kind of feel like that kind of goes hand in hand. I can see that. A little bit, because I don't agree with that either. Yeah, it would, I mean, you really got to, especially like with that, if you don't get your copyrights right, if you don't clear the samples, like that's basically stealing, you know. Well, I mean, I go to, I went to Nashville. Right. And I see people, like there was the, uh, what was the building called that was over? Have you been in Nashville before? Uh, a couple times, yeah. It's yeah, been a minute. I think it's the Kid Rock Cafe. Yeah. Okay. It's, Actually, like, it's the four-story like mm-hmm. thing, and they'll have bands playing, mm-hmm. but they don't play their original songs. No. They're getting paid to play like Elvis Presley right. and some other country. Right, riding on their coattails a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's all they're doing. And the reason why I think that's so fascinating is because like coming from a comics perspective, is like, I do stand-up comedy. It is completely frowned upon. You do not steal jokes. No, no you go on stage and you say somebody else's joke, you yeah. are canceled, you're completely yeah. over with. Because I'm telling you this much, if if it was allowed, and someone's like, hey, Dawson, you know, mm-hmm. go, could you, you know, pull out like a Robin Williams bit real quick and go yeah. up on stage? I'm like, I, I mean, I would love to. I mean, yeah. you're going to pay me to do that? I mean, I know these jokes kill, yeah. so I'm going to go ahead and go do that. Right. But I just don't think that's right. It's interesting, man. It is wild. I don't know, man. It's it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird space because you know, like like there's some musical cultures, I guess, that it's more okay. Like you don't get Ghost Riders in hip hop, but then like there's some blues songs that every blues artist ever has played. Played. So I don't know. As far as the boxing goes, like if it's a mutually accepted thing, like obviously Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul both knew. They was going to make some bank on that. Oh, they were both in on it. Every 12-year-old was going to be all on that. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, they weren't, like, they weren't really boxing. But then, like, some nobody that's had a YouTuber or a Vine career or something calls out some legend of the sport, or are they just using their name for money? So, well, my thing is, is, like, when they, when Jake Paul called out Conor McGregor. Yeah, I mean. It was not any light, like, calling out. He was... Straight up, yeah. like it was bad, and I was like, 
man, Connor, uh, are, you, are, you, are you going to say anything? I mean, but then at the same time, it's like, yeah. from my perspective, I'm like, dang, he really did. But then, you know, you look at someone like Connor, and you're like, yeah. that's literally just a fly on the wall to him. Like, it's, yeah, exactly. Literally, he, it'd be a waste of his time. He wouldn't be making any money His legacy's kind of secured. He may be at the end of his career, so I don't know. I, I can see that. One other thing is I, I can remember the, um, like the actual boxing match that I watched that inspired me to go get into boxing, like go join the gym, go join the clubs, like start training. And like, I remember like, yo, this was just some incredible boxing. I want to learn that. It's kind of a, they call it the sweet science is a nickname for boxing. And if like some kid watches a Jake Paul fight and is like, yo, I want to get a part of that. Like, I want to learn this. That's great for the sport. But then again, do all the like, it's like the ESPN, like social media accounts and like all the media coverage around these joke fights. Like, does that detract away from the talent that's actually in the sport right now? And it's kind of a, a fine line there. Um, boxing's got like some all time talent right now that it hasn't had in the last couple of decades, but like nobody's really following these stars, like, they're, they're not really getting the attention. So, it's, it's kind of an interesting spot. It's kind of, a, it's not really black and white. I can see where there's positives and negatives. I I agree, and the thing is though is is I also think of the other side of it. I think of something. My brain goes to a different side of things mm-hmm. that maybe we can like maybe people can start ca- not so much capitalizing, but if they want to go take boxing in UFC and they yeah. want to make it like in the entertainment factor of you know doing these TikTok YouTube things. Let's do it with politicians. I mean. I'm I'm telling you, you know, you get a Democrat and a Republican or whatever, whatever Just party they're in. Debate. <laughs> no, not even paper duty debate. They fight. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they hey, fight, I mean, brother. I think, um, dude. Why not? And the, and the best, <laughs> the best one wins. I think that didn't Mitt Romney have a boxing match like back in the day? Oh, I feel like Mitt Romney boxed somebody. Hold like on. Do you have your phone on you? Yeah. Hold on. I we, because <laughs> I would like to know if Mitt Romney had a boxing match because maybe we would have had Mitt Romney as a president instead of Barack if if that dude could actually fight. I really feel like Mitt Romney had a box. That's just such a specific memory for him not to have fought somebody. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm with it, man. Look, let's. Uh, we you gotta get a really good ref. Is did he really? Uh, let's see here. Mitt Romney rumbles with Holyfield. Evander boxing. Holyfield. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I forgot about that. Oh, he fought in a charity boxing match yeah. in 2015 against did, Evander Holyfield. The, I did not the, know the that. All-time event, another thing, Evander Holyfield is 58 years old, and he's got a bas- boxing match coming up like in a couple of weeks. Like, Hold on. So they did that for a charity event. Yeah. That is interesting. I don't know why. So that takes. So that just takes my thing and just like proves it. Exactly. Like we, we need to have that because I would be entertained. I, I mean, I would too. There's a couple politicians. I mean, I wouldn't wish ill on nobody, but it would kind of be funny to like watch them throw a charity. I, I know. I would donate to charity to watch some politicians oh, farm. So, you know, yeah, serious. I would be like, where do you want me to donate? Take my money. Let me ring announce. Like <laughs> exactly. And I feel like we should do the same thing with like every celebrity. We do it with rappers. Yeah. We do it with. We'll really sell the beef. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, you take it from the mic. Yeah. And you put those words into real life, you know, yeah. and because then it makes it really interesting, and you're actually owning up, yeah, to your <laughs> to your saying, and you're like instead of like it's all an these interesting concept. Oh, what it what it here's what we got to do. We need to get like an actual boxing match to like be the main event, but then like have an undercard like charity night of all of these, you know, like joke fights and stuff like that. I would watch as a as a fan of the sport. I would watch. Oh, oh, I would watch. And since that we now have this idea. Uh, we automatically have to have an. We're the announcers. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We. 
we this is how it's got to be. I mean, I, I really could care less about royalties and money and stuff like no. that. As long as I just get to just commentate and be there firsthand to see these fights. If it was in Britain, you could call it the Royal Rumble. Mm. Just have like you know. That would be all the, the royal family. Let's let's the royal. Oh man, the royal family beef. Have you ever seen like the inquiries? There's some the magazines. There's some stuff. weird stuff, man. Have you ever looked at those and just go the national inquiry stuff like yeah? That? Who gets these stories? It'd be like Archie's dad is an alien. I'm like, uh, come on, <laughs> come on, out of Queen Queen Elizabeth. Uh, Queen Elizabeth is. Uh, I forgot what it was. It was like Queen Elizabeth cheated or whatever. You're yeah. Like, Hold and like on, at what? 90 years old, she's yeah. stepping out. Like. Yeah, and it just has her one picture with her glove taking it off. Yeah, it's crazy. And, it, and then all of a sudden it'd be like Hugh Jackman, $590 million fine or something like that. You're like, crazy. hold on. I used to work in a grocery store, man. And like every week or whatever, when we got those new shipments, it was always an event. It'd be like, and it, some of it's like just borders on just like outrageous. It'd be like. Uh, O.J. Simpson and Princess Diana's secret romance revealed. It's just like, there's no way in the world. <laughs> oh, man. You know that dude has a Twitter? I know. it. And it's, I, I don't, don't follow it, but it's pretty wild. I don't. I am surprised that he even wants to be on social media. I know some pretty <laughs> reputable people that, like, that I trust that, like, regularly follow this man on social media. It's it's kind of wild. Oh, you have friends that like follow him like regularly. Yeah, it's just crazy. So, like, just for the humor, or just it like it must be. I don't. Or know. just for just like the like man, like he's he's a great at tweeting. He he has really mastered the art of tweeting. I guess. Speaking of tweeting, I like your tweets, dude. Man, I'm new. I'm new to I, the game. I'm new, new to the, the game. You're new to the game, but you the way that you tweet is like, like you've been doing it for a while. Oh, really? Honestly, I mean, I'm in. I I, I, I had a Twitter. Because I like more tweets like that because it doesn't. Because there's a lot of people on Twitter. They just put tweets out there just to get likes, such as like something political mm-hmm. or something just outrageous. And where I like just the humor or like just the ones that are just like just dumb or just like whatever, like yeah. what you're doing or whatnot. And then I saw yours. And I was like, I I vibe with his tweets. <laughs> I I follow a couple of political peoples, you know, across both sides of the aisle, mostly for news source, but like only a handful, man, because that can get really toxic real fast. And um, but yeah, I I had a Twitter when I was like twelve, back in two thousand eleven. I'm old, but also <laughs> I deleted it for years and years and years, and I just got back on it like maybe a month ago. So I'm I'm still new to the game. I got like fifteen followers. Big that's time. What I'm you are big time for Twitter. The that's blue check mark is coming. I, I'm not kidding. Like for Twitter, that's like uh, 150 followers for Instagram. Really? Like okay. I think the ratio is is kind of like that. I can see that. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. But <laughs> you you looked at me. You're like, man, that's a notice. Okay, notices. I was he knows, his, he knows his measurements, but I find it really hard to get followers on Twitter a lot of the times. Because I had Twitter for the longest time, and then mm. I just started having a bunch of bots follow me. Definitely. And then it's, it's like. Hold on, you look like you have all these followers, but then you have absolutely no action on your tweets at all. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I mostly use it just for the other people that I follow. Um, different writers, authors, pastors, things like that. But um, I see. T- I, I have a lot of fun with it. Oh, for sure. I, I use, the reason why I'm glad I have it back is because I love looking at the trending. It's always something wild. There's always there always is something wild going on that I would just never know because I don't watch the news regularly. Yeah. So it's just I go on there kind of to get my scoop of what's going on. <laughs> such a, such a, definitely. Just, you just gotta a, be careful, man. But just, sometimes just, it's wild. Well, just 
just a little teaspoon, you know, yeah. just a little, you know, kind of just like, oh, okay, cool. That's what is Kanye doing? Like, <laughs> what is Kanye? Speaking of Kanye, how do you have you listened to his Donda album? Man, I gotta confess, I have not listened to it all the way through. It's like two hours long, but I have listened to parts of it, and some of it is better than others. But there, there's some things in there I like. Have you listened to Hurricane? I have listened to Hurricane. Okay, at least we have something yeah, to talk about. It's a good one. Hurricane is good. What, okay, so of what you listen to, how do you feel? So my that favorite, rep, that rep, like I guess okay. The better question would be is how do you feel about it in general, and then how do you feel about it like from a Christian standpoint? So I'm not a super fan of Kanye. I've listened to most of his stuff, all of his albums. I think I've listened to all of his albums. Um, I will say it's some of his best material that he's put out in two or three albums. So probably going back six, seven, eight years. Um, so that was cool. I'm glad he's in at least maybe a little bit of a clearer headspace than he was two, three years ago. He had some wild things going on. Um, he does at least seem to be, you know, doing okay as far as that. Um, musically, there were a couple songs that I liked. I liked Jesus Lord. I liked Hurricane. I liked Jail with Jay-Z. Um, uh, maybe No Child Left Behind was kind of a cool outro. So there were some things in there I liked. Um, I'll probably replay it a little bit. I do need to listen to it front to back. Um, from a Christian side, I didn't, I don't know, a lot of Kanye's, and he may still be a new believer, I don't really want to talk to the state of his faith, but a lot of the way he expresses his faith is really centered on, um, like, his own self-image. Um, I think when he did that Jesus is King album, he talked about, like, he was connected his faith to, like, how much he charges for his products in the stores and how he's making money. And that that's, that's a signs of a new believer. You know, a lot of times when you really step into the faith, it's, centered on your own experience, um, how well you're doing, either financially or things like that. And that's that signs of a little bit of an immature faith, but maybe a growing one. So he kind of frames the way he talks about God a lot of the way that he talks about himself. I mean, going back to like Jesus when he had a whole song called like, I am a God, like that is. Yeah. So he's come a long yeah. way from that, but I, it's not. Was that back with like when he made Jesus his king or some or like walk? Jesus Walks. Jesus Walks was like off his very first album. That was like 2011 or something like it that. It might have been his first single. But he's he's talked a little bit about Christian themes throughout his career. Um, Which interests me. Yeah, definitely. Um, sometimes more than others. But if I was really looking for like some really I don't know, edifying or like depth in my Christian rep, that would not be where I would go. But I'm glad he's at least sharing his own experience and the way God has helped him through stuff. And I totally agree with you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I know this is, <laughs> I actually, I've, now that I've said, I've noticed that I've said I've totally agree with you like five times. I guess is we're just always on the same page. But also, I just want to let everybody know, like, I want to know that <laughs> the one time that I have somebody on here that I just don't agree with. <laughs> like, I want, like, just so, just be like, look, I totally disagree with you. You got to get some least persuasive people. You got to get outside of your echo chamber, man. Come on. Well, I know, seriously, I'm, <laughs> I just came in here. Uh, I just want people on here to, like, where I just agree with them. No, I, I like people who challenge me. Okay. I really do. Um, but also, I like to have just, just intelligent well, when I mean intelligent, someone who's done their research okay. on on subjects and stuff like that to where, you know, it's not just pulled from thin air or whatever. Gotcha. And if you honestly don't know something, that's one of the things that I've had to work on in my in my past is sometimes I try to just pull something out of thin air that I don't know what I'm talking There's about. There's no shame in admitting you don't know anything, man. I think a lot of social media would look different if if we just like, you know, I'm not the expert on this. 
for sure. But people try to pull something from thin air just to get the likes. Yeah. And it's insane. It's but, tough. It's tough not to do. But the Kanye album, I listened to most of it. Yeah. Not all of it. And I'll be 100% honest, it's not my favorite Kanye album. That's, I, can, I can agree with that. Because, um, hold on a second. Yeah, all right, cool. You just shut off. Are <laughs> but, we still good? No, we're still good. I was just, <laughs> this is, sometimes I have to move the cursor around. Gotcha. And to make sure that everything's going good. But yeah, as of right now, we're good. No, <laughs> we're solid. Yeah. But um, yeah, um, I it's not my favorite Kanye album. I have not been like a huge Kanye fan. Mm-hmm. But like, he, I was raised to early 2000s rap. Right. And my mom and my dad, when they got divorced when I was 11, my dad was like rock, and my mom was rap. Okay. So I would I would be Red Hot Chili Peppers one week, and then Eminem recovery album the next week. <laughs> okay. I, I and I can and I can I think this is a theory. Uh, I'm probably wrong, but I think this is a theory. I think a lot of divorced kids like Eminem as their rapper. Like I think. <laughs> I mean, he does kind of talk about that in some of his songs. <laughs> I I think I think like if you <laughs> like if someone says hey. Dude, Eminem's probably like, like at least my top five favorite rapper. I was like, hey, you come from a divorced family, haven't you? And they're like, how'd you know? I'm like, dude, it's that, it's the Eminem, dude. And it's just a theory I've been working on. But that's interesting. I, that's, that's a, yeah. You need to do some prior research. It's, you know, a little more. Tell me, you have to follow up on this thought in a little yeah, while. Oh yes, I will follow research. it up, and just, I'll have to get some statistics and get some people in do here. Some uh, analytical. Analytical yeah. research, exactly. I but, don't know. I wouldn't put him in my top five favorite, or even the top five best. But I will say he was the first one way back when I was little that got me into hip hop, which is terrible. But um, I mean, at the age of all like those 10 early two thousand yeah. rappers, <laughs> it's really hard to pick from because I was I was raised with like Fifty Cent, mm-hmm. Nelly, right. And then you got rappers like Chingy. Yeah, and it was just a diverse. Film, th- there was either there was either like those serious like rappers like Eminem and stuff, yeah. and then they were, they spoke from the heart, or you had those like crunk rappers like Lil Jon. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. okay. Fifty Cent's <laughs> like, yo, I've been shot and stabbed. I am hard. I will kill you. And then it, I mean, he's not that way anymore. But then like you'd have like some other dudes like I'm in my white tee. Yo, I got my chain. Like all the bling <laughs> rap. It was just the the bling rap. Bling rap era was was weird, man. It was it was a time. The Soldier Boy, <laughs> yeah. The ringtones, man. Yeah, I remember yeah. all that day. The ringtones. I remember those <laughs> apps. The ringtone. I don't know where those things went, but like yeah. like Zedge. Is, oh have, yeah. So, so you've messed with Zedge? I haven't messed with it, but I do know what you're talking because about. Because everybody used to like really care about what their ringtone man, it was, was, it was on like their phone. Symbol. It, it re- yes, it was. It was like because. Any ringtone that you had correlated with your personality. Absolutely. It really did. Because it, it felt like a huge decision of like what song encapsulates how I feel about the world. <laughs> and then it would be like, you know, Usher or something like that. So it was, I don't know. I, I kind of missed those there. I can't tell you the last time my phone has actually rang out loud. You know, now that, that I think about it. Mind blowing. Because that's the same thing. I always have it on vibrate. Yeah. And I don't like having it let's out loud anymore. Let's bring it back, man. Like, let's go download uh, Soldier Boy ringtone. You know, kiss me through the phone. I don't think there's any apps like that anymore. <laughs> probably not. I, used to I wouldn't be, even know how to do that. Well, the thing is, though, is what happened was is I want, I don't know, I went through some phase or whatever. I just wanted to be goofy or whatever. And I wanted to change my text ringtone oh, to, nice. to, you know, like the, like the tongue roll, like the, 
Yes. Yeah, okay, I wanted to change it to that. <laughs> okay. And so I was like, how can I do this? So what I did was is I went to my MP3 download, uh, MP3 whatever, yeah. and I took the best tongue roll that I could find in a rap song, took it in, clipped it, and then you used to be able to do it on MacBooks. Yeah. But you can't do it anymore. They, they've been really cracking down on the, the third-party stuff and the pirating music and stuff. Definitely. And so I used to be able to have a thing called ringtones or whatnot, and I would click and drag it into there, and I would, it would pop up on my phone, and man. I would be able to make my text tone whatever I wanted. The golden age, man. I know. <laughs> now it's not. And, um, and I used to have Zedge as well, mm-hmm. and used to be able to personalize whatever thing I wanted to, but now it's just like, you have to stick with these boring, like... Like it's... The iPhone ringtone has been a set of xylophone for like the last ten years. Like do 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 do. Yeah, like, exactly. Come exactly. Come on now. It's the same people who make me irritated about how they have their ringer on of where they when you can hear them texting. Yeah. Now, I just if you're it's like come on now. Like it's like it's probably some fifty five year old CEO making you know six figures way more than I ever will. But you can, <laughs> but you got your phone turned on when you're typing and your keyboard's making noise. So like who really is ahead here? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But Kanye. Okay. So the Donda album, Hurricane. I actually like that song. It was, it, it, was a a pretty, it was a pretty good song. Cool choir samples in there. I wish they used it more. Yep. Like yeah. a lot of people wish they used him more. Used the choir more with week the weekend's yeah. voice. But I think the biggest thing is, is I agree with you on every aspect of like, you know, the new believer thing, how it like correlates from him. But the thing is, though, is like, I think what's really cool was, is he gave rappers that usually rap about drugs, lean, all that stuff. And he gave them an opportunity to be able to be like, hey, this is, this is my Christian album. You can come up here and all we're doing, like, just Mm -hmm. glorify God and whatnot. And like, he had people the weekend, he had a little baby. Which yeah, I was, was impressed, cool and I was like very surprised seeing well, that. Baby's put out some cool stuff recently, so I, he has, and I, he he actually went off. Yeah, on that one part, and he was just talking about you know how his friends died and stuff, and how God's helped him and stuff. And I was like very, I was like hmm, because you know I'm not saying that this will happen, and I hope I hope that they would build a re- better relationship with Christ. Yeah, but my thing is is like. People don't understand, like, when you're that rich and famous, how much harder it is. Yeah. For it's, it, it reminds me of the Bible verse, you know, it's hard, it's, e- it's easier for a camel to, in, uh, to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a right. rich person mm-hmm. to enter the gates of heaven. So yeah. I, th- I think of that when it applies to any of the rappers and stuff, because they have all this stature, they have all this everything, they have all this pressure on them. Yeah. And if they start trying to switch over to any, like, religious stuff, such as Christianity, where, you know, we're not looked at so hot nowadays... Yeah. Where it's like very very precious, so like for a little baby to go on there, that may be his one opportunity, like maybe his only like one opportunity, one chance to kind of take the stuff that he's been wanting to say in his raps, but he hasn't been able to, or he feels too pressured to hold in and he spills it out. Yeah. So I, I, it was it was cool. I agree. Like also, I think there was um, I think it was in the song Jesus Lord. They had Jay Electronica come on, and I'm pretty sure Jay Electronica is a practicing Muslim, um, and he like went on depth and basically explained his faith too. So I'm not a practicing Muslim, but I thought it was cool that Kanye was allowing people to come on and talk about their faith. Um, Or at least they were willing to throw Kanye a bone, if nothing else, and say something. So it was some cool stuff that come out of it. I do, I kind of wish that he wouldn't have at the last minute included, you know, the Marilyn Manson and and the baby Chris Brown. Um, 
mostly yeah. if nothing else for the fact that it was a song about it. I mean, a whole album about his mother. And those are three people with, and I don't know what all is true and what's not, but with like some serious things like violence against women, uh, obviously with Chris Brown. I don't know the full details on Marilyn Manson's case, but like some of the things, um, his allegations have come out against him. Like that wasn't a good look at the end. I wish he wouldn't have done that at the last minute. Also, those versions of the songs are just inferior. Like you don't go from Jay Z to the baby, you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, there's also there was like Playboy Cardi on there, yeah, and I mean, you had to bleep out. He had to bleep yeah. out or cut out, well, because literally they were cussing on it, yeah. and all of a sudden you could easily tell that they were because they were just cut. It yeah, just, like it, it wasn't was just, even. It was just like they took the lyric out of it, and then all of a sudden you just hear Playboy Cardi go, I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, and you're like, hold on a second, what's he saying? Oh wait, he wasn't allowed to say that, right? And so, so and I'm like, what, what was the point of even having him in the song? If I could, I could see if like Kanye was including some of those people in there to like try to make some point about forgiveness or, or mercy or something like that. But I just don't think that ever crystallized. Some of those people, like you know, like the baby or the Marilyn Manson, um, I don't think that ever fully came to be. No, it made some weird vibes. But it was, it was definitely. I wish he wouldn't have done it at the end. But that being said, a lot of the other guest slots was really a highlight for me, anyways. Oh, for sure. Also, I have not listened to the Drake album. I don't plan on listening to the Drake album. I don't either. I've not been. I have not enjoyed Drake for a but while. Somehow, Kanye releasing a full like just black squares as album cover was still a better album cover than that thing that Drake put out. I don't know if you've seen it. The, the for Drake's album cover for his album that just dropped. I I don't know, brother. What? It's literally just sixteen pregnant women emojis. No way. And that's his official album cover. See, I don't follow up on Drake because <laughs> it's like, fine. Um, oh, it was so. <laughs> it, it ten years from now, it may be iconic. Like, yeah, that's the one. Oh, okay. It's kind of become a meme now. You may have seen okay, it. Okay, I. But like ten years from now, that may be iconic. But man, that's just as a graphic designer, like we can do better than that. Oh, oh my! I forgot <laughs> you're a graphic designer. So yeah. Dude, okay, so how do you feel about that thing? Man, I don't like it. I. <laughs> I see what he was going for, but what, and, okay. What was he? Okay, my my thing is is hold on a second. So the name of the album is Certified Lover Boy, and so I can see where maybe that plays into that. That doesn't have a good look on him, though. No, I wouldn't think so. It did. If nothing else, it has become a meme, and people are like making their own versions of it. Like I've seen a version with like sixteen versions of Shaquille O'Neal. Or what's up with everybody posting about being pregnant? Didn't Lil Nas X put something out about him? He had a picture of himself <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, he had an Instagram post and everybody was confused. And he had like a little... <laughs> this is like literally the third or fourth one where everybody's like promoting pregnancy. <laughs> I don't I know. Mean, I'm confused. Hey, the baby. The <laughs> <laughs> baby. There's the baby, little baby. <laughs> they all correlate together, man. All these babies. A lot of babies in the rap industry. <laughs> exactly. Baby Keem also. So. Baby Keem. Oh, Kendrick's album's coming out too. Man, Lord, I hope so. Please. He is. I saw him in concert. Did you really? I went to the Hangout Fest in 2018. No kidding. And yes, Kendrick is my all-time. I don't know. Okay, he's my favorite rapper in the game now. It's it's hard to say my all-time favorite, but he he is my favorite, and he's been gone a long time. I would really like for him to come back and maybe drop one more and retire. The reason why I like rappers like Kendrick Lamar so much mm -hmm. is he knows he can go away for years. Yeah. And as soon as he comes back, he's got the spotlight again. 
he he's yes, yeah. he's got the spotlight all 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 in it, and he knows for a fact that he'll he can make one. Have you listened to that new song that he has with yeah, the, uh, Family Ties, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I listened to it a few times. It was, I mean, it's not like some conceptual masterpiece, but for what it was, it was a fun song. It hit. It I was, mean, I like the music video. I did. Yeah. Um, because I'm not really, I don't really enjoy watching, especially rap music videos, because you know a lot of them are all about the same. Yeah, super but stereotypical. I liked yeah. his was, you know, it actually meant something. It there actually, was, you there know, was some artistic flair in yes, there. Yeah. yeah, and it, it just, you know, it wasn't just all girls and drugs and <laughs> and stuff. And you're like, oh, okay, so this guy actually, you know, had to actually think of a script. Yeah. Also, <laughs> some it. absolutely terrible dance moves by Kendrick in that video. I, I loved it. Oh, it was, was it? Great. Oh, was it the the the? <laughs> I am the Omega. <laughs> <laughs> he was dropping all these biblical references and just basically just hitting a half, you know, half Macarena or something. Well, it's like I think I vote once you have enough money. I think your dance dancing, everybody thinks is good. Yeah. I think like okay, hold on, like Dawson, like for example, if I did that, I would look stupid. Yeah. But for example, if you did that on like if you went up to a set one night and you got a comedy set and you started doing that, you'd be booed off stage. Mm-hmm. But if, if I had six million back in me, if Dave Chappelle did it, it's a different story. Oh yeah, uh, for, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's it's all the man. I didn't even know that was Drake's album cover. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, like I said, 10, 15 years from now, back when like we have like a different set of emojis or something, like we may look back at that nostalgically, maybe iconic. But I just, I'm not. What do you mean? How, how would that be nostalgic or iconic? Well, you know, like that's associated with like our use of emojis now. That's like um, very specific to our culture now. We use them on social media and stuff. So, like, the way some people look back at MySpace now is kind of a nostalgic. Uh, and maybe uh, in 10, 15 years, that uh, might. Or do you think, like, you know, like, like you know, how, uh, like, Egyptians. Like you know, like back then, we now we look at hieroglyphics and stuff like that. Like our <laughs> whole, like our whole time will die out, and then all that's left is yeah. that emote. In Two thousand um, years, there's gonna be professors that, analyzing. Literally, that's that's our hieroglyphics right there. Like <laughs> that, that's what it is. And then all of a sudden, they just find that and just buried somewhere. Just we do not know who this Drake guy is. What did Drake of Toronto mean when he posted sixteen pregnant emojis? That is funny. Oh man. Yeah, so fun times. Honestly, it's kind of an interesting time, a fun time to be a hip hop fan with all these stuff dropping. It's, um, it's been a pretty pr- busy year. Would you say that you're like a like you like all co- types of music? Ah, well, I mean, being on the radio show, we've played a lot of all types of music, and I would I'm kind of more broad than deep. I like a lot of stuff across a lot of genres, but I'm not really like an expert on anything. Yeah, I would say. Um, I'm, but I'm pretty fluent in most things. I would say. See, I'm not. I'm, I like music. I enjoy music, but I, I'm not into all the like meanings yeah. or the uh, like like the people who take rappers. Uh, I, I saw this video yesterday, and this guy broke down Kendrick Lamar's rap style. Yeah, and it was super dope of how he broke it down. Mm-hmm. So he got on Beyonce's uh, album. I forgot what song it was called, but anyways, he rapped like. And he was he was counting down, and then yeah. all of a sudden he stopped. Oh, yes. he, stopped uh, he stopped counting down, mm-hmm. and and he stopped like at six, and he didn't do five, four, three, two, and one. Mm-hmm. And the guy was breaking it down that he did do five, four, three, two, and one, but he did with syllables. Interesting. And <laughs> I was like, huh? And okay. he even did zero. Yeah. And he did like I don't know how he did it, but it's like I watched I it. I was, I was fascinated. Um, 
what is the name of that song? I know the verse. I can see the album cover. Um, man, I, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, but like, just stuff like that. Kendrick I just could pull that off. Not many people could. Well, and my question is, is from a person that doesn't, that just enjoys his music who standpoint. Who has time to realize? Who has, yes. And it's like, what, what would be the point of like doing it that far? But then at the same time, you think about it, like, if I was really passionate about music and I was really passionate about whatever, I would do my own creative things. My own creative, like, for example, you look at a painting. Yeah. And you may not, you may look at it and be like, oh, that's a cool painting. Mm-hmm. But then again, they might have used a different stroke pattern or whatever just to correlate with it, just to be yeah. like, oh, this is the meaning of it. And there's like, who cares? They just want that one person that can break it down and be like, ah. I mean, as an art student, I've had to take probably six or seven art history classes so far. And I'm, before coming to college, I knew nothing about art, man. And so there'd be times where you just look at a painting and like, oh, that's cool. It's got a cool subject matter. It makes me think for a second. Move on to the next one at the museum or something. But then, and that's cool. If that's all it does, it's fulfilled its purpose. But then... We might have, my professor might be able to teach three or four lectures on one painting in a row over a couple of weeks. And then you go look at that painting, it's like, oh my gosh, I see all the context behind it. It means so much more. And I think that's fine too. Like, I think both are, are fine. If, that's all, if, if all you get from it is from that's cool, they obviously have some talent, it made me think for a second, move on to the next. Or like, man, here's all the historical context and the context about all these topics they were talking about. And it's like... And, and the way they were using their brush strokes, sometimes you can geek out about it, and that's cool too. So I guess music is the same. If you put on the latest, you know, whoever song, um, and all you listen like, yo, it's kind of kind of cool vibe, that's fine. And if you really dive into it and you start bringing out the, thor- the thesaurus and the dictionary and all that, and if, I mean, it's, there's levels to enjoying things, I guess. Exactly. I, I just want to find the YouTube channel that really broke down the, uh, the mastermind behind Gucci Gang. Um, I feel like that's probably out there, man. <laughs> How many times did Little Pump repeat? <laughs> and why did he? And there's like there's this whole like Alex Jones conspiracy theory on it. <laughs> I promise you, it's out there. And then, I guarantee you, it's out there. Oh man, just this. Oh, do you have TikTok? I don't. I, I do not have TikTok. And you know, I this whole this whole culture of like cringe comedy. Yeah, that's true. And I don't. Because my thing is, is like, I put effort, the reason why I'm correlating this is because of like people who actually put effort yeah. into like their music stuff. I think it is more acceptable now to just not give a crap and just yeah. put out, just put out trash and people just eat it up. And that's what's being promoted. Yeah. It's just garbage. It's just, it's, okay. it's, All it's, right. well, it's just like, because I was scrolling through YouTube reels. I mean, there's some stuff is funny. Don't get, yeah. get me wrong, but I was scrolling through YouTube reels and there was like this magician or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's just, it was all cringe. Ugh. It was just like, it was yeah. just cringe, and I have nothing against, I have nothing against, I mean, you know, you gotta get your views and get whatever, yeah. but like, there's no, I feel like everything is like, you know, you, it's so opinionated. Like, for example, the people who are behind YouTube, or the people who are behind like TikTok or something like that, maybe something would be funny to a certain group of people, but if it's not funny to TikTok, yeah, it's- then they're taking it down. There's a whole thing and about the algorithms and what, what's promoted and what gets on the YouTube requested, and that's kind of wild, man. That's, that's, that's a whole other ball of mess. Well, because then, doesn't that, in a sense, impede on free speech? Kind of. I mean, legally, it's, it's a little bit different because they're, they're private companies, and like they can decide what they want to post. 
the real like so maybe from a legal argument maybe not but then when those become the only avenues of mass uh speaking then maybe the question is why is that like why do these companies have a hold on who can speak and who can't um i don't know it's it's kind of a tricky subject. It will be interesting to see where it goes over the next few years as things develop more. Well, it, it makes me curious too because I thought Vine was hilarious. Man, I was I was just barely too young to get in on I, Vine. See, me too. And just barely too old to really get in on TikTok when it was first coming up. So I was in that little gap. I think nostalgically about a lot of Vines, Vines but then if like you go to the Vine reel, it's like, man, some of these suck. Like they, yeah. <laughs> They're not as good as I remember. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, though, is... I was watching, like, they'll post stuff on TikTok mm-hmm. of just, like, Vine highlights. Yeah. Some of the stuff was actually pretty, was pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good. And also, it gave them a good opportunity to hop on YouTube yeah. after it died. I mean, we opened up a whole thing about that gum Jake Paul fighting, you know, Floyd Mayweather or whatever, but they started on Vine. Yeah. After YouTube, and now are making $100 million to fight professional Dang. boxers. So, Holy I mean, cow. If you really Give me a piece of the pie, please. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean Vi- Vine was cool because when it was first hitting, it really prioritized, like, humor, production values, and creativity. Like, that's how you got big on Vine was through those through. And then when TikTok was really starting, it was kind of like riding the success of, like, popular songs or other established trends. There's a lot of, like, even discussion of, like, white creators coming on and, like, taking other culture stuff. And so... I don't know. I feel like when TikTok, it is better now, but when it was first getting started, it was a lot less focused on the stuff Vine was focused on back in the day. Well, that's my thing. It's like I have TikTok. Mm-hmm. I'll post some stupid stuff sometimes. Yeah. But the thing is, is I don't like using other people's music. Yeah. Or using other people's like the little clips or whatever, the vocals or whatever. Yeah. And they just do facial expressions, and that's what my thing is. Is like you didn't put any effort. No. You you put absolutely zero work into it at all. You use somebody else's voice. And all you did was just hold the record button down for 15 seconds. Yeah. And you're like, hold on, hold on. How do you get that many likes? You know, you didn't yeah, think exactly. about you didn't, you didn't think about anything. Exactly. And it just, I feel like the creativity nowadays is kind of going down. You know, as an artist, like there's ways to subvert popular paintings. Like all throughout art history, somebody will take an idea in one painting and like basically recreate the painting, but with like a subversive lens. But then if, if I did like a paint by numbers of Van Gogh, like that's not going to, you know, that's why, why do that? There's no value in that. So like there's ways to repurpose other people's stuff and it be creative and ha- add additional layers of meaning. But if you're really like literally just like actually redoing something, something somebody has already done, then what's the point of that? And then that stuff is still what blows up sometimes. Yeah, I, that's the thing. Because there's some good underground stuff. Yeah. There's some good underground stuff that I have found. Now I like the video reaction stuff. Yeah, some like, of like, they'll, like, they'll, yeah. like there was this one that I saw of the dog. There's this dog being thrown in the snow, but for a split second I thought they were like being thrown out of an airplane. Yeah, I've seen that. You seen that one? <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden the guy goes and he goes, uh, does it wasn't just me or just <laughs> that dog was thrown out of an airplane? Yeah. I'm like that's actually funny. Like they would do little video reactions and stuff, but the people that just like take other people's music. Yeah, like what does it add? Like yeah. Well, and plus, oh. I can't scroll through TikTok at night anymore. I don't know what it is with the algorithm, but it's like scroll, scroll, random girl, scroll, scroll, <laughs> and yeah, you're just like, what the heck? It's like almost as, a, as almost in a sense like TikTok just filters like you know what they. It wouldn't surprise me, man. It I don't know if it it's does like the whole OnlyFans. It's like the whole OnlyFans thing that was about like when they when they came out and said, oh, uh, 
no more nudity. Yeah. And all of a sudden they came back out and they were like, just a couple of days later. Yeah. yeah. And it, and it got me to question, why do they even do that? Like, was it was it just for publicity sake or or like marketing? Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe. I guess it could be it could be like that or whatever. But that's it's some weird stuff. And with TikTok, I don't I don't understand. Like because like for example, I there's some guys that like I don't know. I'm not condoning this either, but there'll be like comics or yeah. whatever. They'll moon somebody in a picture. Yeah. Taken down. Mm-hmm. Take, but then there's so many other like Instagram models and stuff that do way worse stuff than, <laughs> than <No>. that. <laughs> Shoot, I don't know, man. It's crazy. I could, I could, who knows, man. It's interesting. I, I don't know enough about TikTok, but I do know what you're saying. I mean, and everything's got like, Instagram's got their reels now that's kind of a, a version of what TikTok does. And I mean, Twitter's got their own thing. And man, you can find yourself 70, 80 deep in those reels before you even know like what's going on. Like you just sit there and you just zone out um, and just get lost in it for sure. And that's the way it's designed to do. It's designed to keep your attention. So oh, for sure. If, if you like trucks or, you know, or cars or, you know, guitars or something, it's going to feed you those over time as it relies like that. And that's kind of interesting, and especially like political stuff, man. Like, if you lean one way or the other, it's gonna pick up on that, and then just start feeding you things that already confirm what you believe, one way or the other. And that's why how we get people way out on the fringes real quick. So, I don't know. It's an interesting time. It it really is. <laughs> but then it also correlates to like, what do you think about companies that are coming out with like this satanistic stuff or? Yeah, or that kind of stuff. What do you, what do you, what's your thoughts on that? Well, sometimes some of that is black and white. Like, let's say Adidas comes out with a shirt like tomorrow and says Adidas loves Satan. Like, don't buy that. Like, as a Christian, just do not buy that. That's black and white. Um, but then some other things, maybe it's not so clear. And, and I would say that the Bible, like, kind of speaks to this a little bit. Um. Like, for example, the, the most recent one that sticks out in the mind is, you know, the little Nas X. He did a shoe. It wasn't, like, Nike didn't make the shoe. I believe it was, a, like, a smaller creative company, like, called Mischief or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, because they just took Nike's shoe. Basically. And, and did that. And then right. they designed it. So, like, I'm not going to buy the shoe. I, I don't think you should buy the shoe. But maybe don't boycott Nike over it, you know. And then again, like Nike, that's just, that is the Greek god of uh, victory. You know, so do we not buy Nike shoes? Do we not buy Nike hats? And those kind of questions came up in the Bible. Like, you know, Jude, the book of Jude talks about, you know, if, if people are, are sinning or they're, they're falling away from the faith, it makes kind of a, kind of a, um, like kind of a metaphor. It's like, hey, don't even touch the clothes that are, that have touched sin. Like, don't even touch the garment that is sinful. And so, like, we're talking about clothes or stuff. Like, don't even associate with that stuff. Like, run from it. But also says do that with mercy. Like, if you're trying to confront sin, lean in with mercy. It says be careful that you do it with mercy. But then again, like, you look at Jesus, and Jesus was accused of being a drunkard or um, hanging out with people that he shouldn't have, you know, prostitutes and, you know, liars and, and, you know, the tax collectors that stole from people. And they're like, Jesus, are like, are you these things, Jesus, because you hang out with these? So as a believer, there's kind of that fine line of, you know, you know, we say be in the world, but not of the world. And there's kind of some grace on like, 
how far on that spectrum do we go? Like, do we not say the days of the week or the planets or the months of the year because they're tied with Greek and Roman gods? Or like, do we go that far? Uh, back in the 90s, like, you had Christians boycotting Pokemon and, and uh, you know, Star Wars, especially Harry Potter and stuff like that because, like, they're calling that satanic and witchcraft. Do we go that far? Do we not even touch the garment? It just, it just becomes... Well, I, I yeah. get what you're saying because now it gets to a point where it becomes too nitpicky. Exactly. And where, so, like, if you don't want to buy from one company, then you have... Now you're setting yourself up to kind of be picky of, yeah. like, what other companies you pick from. And honestly, like, the stuff that I have now, I mean, like, this computer that I'm using, yeah. like, who who knows? Like, there's probably some factory out in China. Sweatshop. Some sweatshop. And then some kid put this together, and you're like, oh, well, dang. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta give up all my Apple products, and it just kind of gets to the point of where it gets a little too excessive. Mm-hmm. And I don't. And, and my thing is, is like biblically as well is like I. That's what I was gonna mention as well as what you yeah. said. And I don't think that uh, it's like a. I'm not gonna boycott a whole company just because yeah. they make their decisions on what. And plus, also, it wasn't really Nike that did that. Yeah, exactly. And he so. just he just took that. And it's kind of like Tony Hawk. Yeah. Did you see what Tony Hawk did? Yeah, with those the, the skateboards skateboard? with the blood. Yeah. yeah. I don't really know how I feel about that. Um, yeah. It just it's a little off, a little odd. I mean, I'm probably not gonna buy a blood skateboard, but I don't know if I tell you not to buy one. You know. Exactly. I I mean I'm not I'm not a fan of that either. But then they were trying to correlate that. Yeah. Into, into a thing, and I don't know. I don't. I think those are two separate things in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, because one's promoting something that may <laughs> and, yeah and then the other one is just odd you know because a lot of people sell a lot of odd things There's a lot of odd things but one one passage that came to mind um and this is in romans this is paul talking and basically he's addressing a debate about um basically that in that time um some people like let's say they lived in, in greece or wherever they would sacrifice certain meats to gods that weren't you know the god of christianity and then they would sell that meat again in the market. And there was a debate among early Christians of whether they could eat that meat because they didn't believe in those gods. So, like, what's it to us? But also, should we be associating with this stuff that, like, has been used in sinful ways? And so Paul kind of lays out some, some gray area. Basically, he says um, one good thing is, like, this is in chapter 14 of Romans. He says, therefore, let us no longer judge one another. Instead, decide never to put a stumbling block or pitfall in the way of your brother or sister. I know and I'm persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself. So basically, like, the meat being meat, that's nothing wrong. The shoe being a shoe, just because it's a shoe, doesn't make it wrong. Still, to someone who considers a thing to be unclean, that one thing is unclean. He says, for if your brother or sister is hurt by what you eat, you are no longer walking according to love. Do not destroy by what you eat someone for whom Christ died. Um, Basically, he's saying, like, hey, Say I'm not really offended by eating the meat that's been sacrificed to the other gods, um, but it really bothers you. Um, I'm not about to pull out a steak and eat it right in front of you. If I know both of us ahead of time have, have talked about that, if that's going to cause you to stumble or if that's going to hurt your walk with Christ, don't do it. So, like, maybe I have the Nike shoes on or, like, Adidas. Like, Adidas was founded by a reformed Nazi, Adidas and Puma, which is kind of wild. We don't talk about that a lot. Um, Addy Dassler was his name. He left Nazism. That doesn't bother me. He left Nazism. It's not associated with it anymore. It doesn't really bother me. You know, we don't associate that with Hitler. You know, like, these are not hateful shoes. But, man, if, if, if you come from a Jewish family, and, like, we've talked about that, and, like, I'm probably not about to flaunt my Adidas wear all over. So, yeah, I don't know. And so, 
a lot of times it's applied to drinking. Like, I don't drink personally, um, but not to say I never will. But if I know, like, maybe your parents or maybe you or something had an alcoholism history and, like, if seeing a drink triggers that in you, I'm not about to drink around you. I, I totally agree with that. Man. And so, yeah, and then it goes on to say, like, in verse 19, so then, and this is really key, let us pursue what promotes peace and what builds up one another. Do not tear down God's work because of food. Everything is clean, but it is wrong to make someone fall by what he eats. Uh, it is a good thing not to eat the meat or drink the wine or do anything that makes your brother or sister stumble. Whatever you believe about these things, keep it between yourself and God. And it, and it says, Blesses the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves, but whoever doubts stands condemned if he eats because he is eating not from faith, and everything from faith is sin. Basically, he goes on to say, Be convinced in your own mind of what you believe on the essentials, like Jesus died, raised, resurrected, died for our sins. Like, we need to be unified on that. But on some of this gray area stuff, like, back up what you believe with Scripture. Don't cause one another, like, don't hurt one another in it. But there's room for both people to have be convinced in their own wrong, own mind, and, like, neither one of them be wrong. So, like, if you saw that there's this Nike shoe come out, and you're like, yo, I don't want nothing to do with Nike, like, that's cool. And if someone else come out with it and say, like, Yo, Nike really didn't do that. I'm not really, I'm not really messed up about that. I'm gonna still wear the shoe. Like that's cool. Like both of those are, if they're backing up what they believe with scripture, that's cool. And honestly, I think that's the way we approach some of these things. Like, if you know the North Face come out with like the North Face loves the devil, like don't don't put that hoodie on. But past that, there's there's some there's some area to walk a fine line based on how you interpret scripture. Well, because I personally like Converse. Yeah, and. I saw Donnie, mm-hmm. um, the college minister, he posted something about how they came out with their own version of, like, these Satan shoes mm-hmm. or whatever as well. And it's like, I don't know if this is about to be a trend. Maybe. I hope it's not a trend. I, I would hope so. Um, but it's starting to look like that it's becoming a trend among companies or mm-hmm. IE people, like, they're just hopping on it. And I, and I don't know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. But um, my thing is, though, is, like, I'm personally not going to stop wearing Converse. I've always liked Converse. I like how Chuck they Taylor's, fit. Man. Yes, I like how they fit. I've always enjoyed them. Um, now, the Adidas thing, that was very interesting. And I do agree of, like, of not making another person stumble. Yeah, and I, right. think, I think it's the, the, like, doing your own research kind of yeah. thing. Verse 19, let us pursue what promotes peace and what builds up one another. And that's just for the Christian faith, man. Like, promote peace, build up one another. Don't exactly. tear each other down. Exactly, and I, my but my thing is is specifically like what I wear, yeah. Like the Adidas thing, if I'm, if I'm around someone who's Jewish, I would have never known that. Yeah, and I, I because I like wearing Adidas, I would have never, I would have never it's, known that. It's kind of interesting. Like there was two brothers that found an Adidas and Puma. Um, they were the Dassler brothers, I want to say, and they were German. And the one that found that Adidas left Nazism, rode out against it later. But the one who found a Puma never did. He never renounced it. So it's it's kind of interesting, man. Like, who knows? Like, hmm. never talk about that. But my thing is, though, is also is that then it comes into the judging thing. Yeah. It's like, okay, so I'm not, is like, you know, people have their own beliefs. So are you not going to wear that shoe because you don't agree with what their stance is and, and judge them for it? Yeah. Kind of thing. And it's like, I enjoy wearing Converse now. If they start now trying to have like a whole line of them, 
Mm-hmm. It's going to make it a hard market for me to buy normal shit, Converse, <laughs> yeah. and every customizable options just got sixes on it. Yeah. You're probably not going to see me ever wearing Converse ever again. But <laughs> Don't touch the garment with affected with sin, brother. So. Exactly. But if there is like a line mm-hmm. of like where there's still, you know, normal, yeah. normal shoes, then it it's kind of like, w- w- did Starbucks have something like that for a little bit? Like they had like this. I can't remember. They had like the Satan cups. Oh, well, I like, don't remember. They, they, uh, I feel like Starbucks, I, I swear I saw that. Like it was like in 2020, they had like some like cups or whatever. And people were saying there was like some Satanism behind it or something like that. But I don't know. Here recently it has became a trend uh, or starting to become something of like where people, more and more people mm-hmm. are starting to up the whole Satanist culture thing. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's a very hard thing to kind of like, I don't, I don't really know what to really, I, I haven't really thought about it really because it hasn't really been like a huge major issue or a huge major like topic until here recently. It is kind of crazy, man. I, I do think there was a point where Christians were calling everything Satanist that weren't. Like Metallica was Satanist. Uh, you know, if you played the Beatles records backwards, they said Satan lyrics like, you know, again, Pokemon was Satan. Like, there was yeah. a time when everything was Satanist. And that's that's not the right approach to it. But then again, like, now that actually some things are, you know, coming out. Uh, and I don't think the, the... I don't think we go out and call everything Satan, I guess. Because that makes us, again, look really gullible. It's also like we're lying. Like, if a church, if a pastor comes out and says Pokemon is of the devil, like, that's a lie. Like, don't... Well, yeah, the, yeah. So, so we don't do that, but we also don't ignore the problem either. It's... I'm talking about I'm talking about just specific things. You yeah. could, like I like I understand that. Like you, don't dance because it's and the footloose. You know? Yeah, <laughs> don't dance because it's from the devil. Right. And I, I, I'm not talking about any of that yeah. kind of stuff. Yes, I can understand. So we the don't people, do that, but we then we do, also don't, 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 don't ignore ignore the problem. Ignore ignore the problem. Um, well, then that leads into like, what do you think the like, what do you think as Christians, we we should do to kind of like, I'm not really because there was this. Mm-hmm. This thing keeps popping in my head, of because like, this is back when I had Twitter a long time ago, yeah. and it has impacted me on many of level of social media because social media is, tends to not be like a, a really or a lot of ways like the trending stuff doesn't you know have anything to correlate. It's just all negative. Yeah. Um. And then one day I was on Twitter and literally the number one trending thing during like the whole. This was like during the time where protests were really big and stuff. It said like hashtag cancel Christianity. Yeah. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is. I was like, oh man, this is this is about to be where like the heavens part and, <laughs> and Jesus yeah. is about to be coming down. He's <laughs> like, I've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh dang, I've never seen. It. But then I clicked on it. It was just a bunch of Christians quoted Bible verses. Yeah. And just all these all the Christians just teaming up together. Yeah. And it just all started with one person just wanting to cancel Christianity and it's like there's hope. You know? It's like I think yeah. that I feel like that um I think a lot of times that Christians right now are like, you know, tend to be silent on a lot of issues just because they don't want to like like I I for I for one don't want to step on anybody's toes and yeah. well, I want to just be loving and you know, do exactly what my hat says. <laughs> that's right, man. And, and my, we need more of that, honestly. And, exactly, and that's why I want to be right now. But everybody like tries to just find you slipping. Yeah. And it's just hard um, to think. It's just hard to think about that. So the cancel Christianity thing really popped in my head, and it makes me realize like I feel like if things tend to get too far, 
that we as Christians will be able to, like, you know, I feel like that the team up sense would be. Yeah. Man, I uh, I do think that the church is, has, the church always is going to slip up because we are people. People slip up. People sin. Jesus says, I believe in Luke, that it's, I mean, offenses are going to come. Like, it's impossible for Christians not to slip up. But the church has done, I'd say in the last 30 to 40 years, has done a pretty poor job at, like, leading with love your neighbor. Leading with, you know, serving others and showing them Christ. And it's more and more became tied up to a political identity, to stances, you know. And not to say that Christians don't have opinions on things. But in America, at least, uh, Christianity has been on the decline since about the 80s. And, um, but worldwide, it's, it's popping off. The average Christian right now today, I think I saw demographically, is like a 25-year-old black woman in Africa. Whereas 100 years ago, it was a white English man. And so like, Christianity is on the rise. So something, something's going on in the United States. And I would love to see a generation of Christians rise up that are leading with love again. And not like, let's be political to you because I think as long as Christians are continuing to hurt people like there's obviously going to be pushback against that against in a non-believing world and like you know the nomination like the SBC the Southern Baptist Convention which I'm a member of have been for life and that goes back to the conversation we're having earlier was founded based on whether or not missionaries could own slaves it's like there was the Baptists in America there were some southern people it's like hey we want our missionaries to be slave owners they said you can't do that, so the SBC split off. That's how that started. And it's like, see, I, see, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, I, I, um, like because I have not been in church that long. Yeah. Like honestly, and um, it's I've only been like second was my first church community mm-hmm. ever, and I've only been there since January. Yeah, so. and it's like crazy because like all these ki- all the people that come to me and let me know like the political side of things mm-hmm. or like you know, the deeper things of church because, A, they've always grown up yeah. in a church community and they've grown up their whole lives in church where I have it's not. Wild, and it's, it's wild to learn some things yeah. because do you think almost that, I don't know if I'm saying this wrong, but like, like coming from my perspective, is it better to like not know all the political stuff and just be, <laughs> be at the basics of where I'm at or be consumed or, or like where you're, where like I guess where you're at, where you know, where you have seen, yeah. like all the like the, how people, some churches can get way too political yeah. and stuff. Because then the love your neighbor kind of thing yeah. is. I guess you can, you can. I guess it would be wrong to be totally, and I don't mean this hatefully, since the word like ignorant, as in you don't know. Like if you don't know anything, like I would say, don't stay there long. Like, but also don't, you can get so in the weeds to where you're fighting denominational battles over stuff that just don't matter. Like Paul tells Timothy, I think, like, don't get bogged down with useless debates about words and translations and stuff like that. Like, that's in the Bible. And that's the same stuff that Christians find themselves debating on, like, online and getting really contentious with. And, like, okay, a non-believer sees that, and they think Christians just fighting over petty stuff. I don't want to be a part of that. Um, So I can say, man, like, in a general sense, don't get so bogged down with the political stuff that you just lose your head. But also, it is good to at least know a little bit about what's going on, especially when you look at the historical stuff, like how the church has been used to hurt people in the past. Like, I remember Canada, not too long ago, came out with like ways, like there was these Native Americans, hundreds of dead children at this Christian school. 
Like, I think as Christians, we need to know the way Christianity has hurt people in the past so that we can correct that. Like, I think it's important to know that the SBC was founded about slavery. And you can have a very serious conversation about whether or not I even want to still be in it, even though they've renounced that years later because of that. Like, they've had one African-American president, that was Dr. Fred Luter, about 10 years ago. Um, and, like, and they're, in, they're going in the right direction. But, like, it's important to know, that like, the way that we've hurt people so we can correct it. So don't get so bogged down in the weeds and the details and stuff that you're just not talking about anything productive. But also, don't stay in a position long where you don't know much of anything. And that's with anything, man. I think if you should, like, be well-informed on what school you go to or what car you buy or stuff like that. So I don't know. There's, again, there's gray area. Well, exactly. And, I mean, I, I agree with, like, but the thing is, though, is, is like, I feel like as Christians, uh, there's levels yeah. of, like, when you're in the church, of, like, of what information you get to know. So, for example, Definitely. if you— Very hierarchical. It, yeah. So, for example, if you're, like, you know, you're a pastor mm-hmm. or you're, you know, you're, you know a lot more things, especially on the political side, than a lot of other people know. And, and, and to, a good, to an extent, that's helpful. Like, maybe as a pastor, what information is pertinent to you to leading a church is not as pertinent to you just everyday— follower you know like everyday believer i and i do agree yeah. i i mean i do agree to that um my thing is though is i've never been a political person yeah my thing is is especially like i didn't really know how political churches could get sometimes Definitely. I, I was very ignorant to that mm-hmm. and since me actually you know being a part of church and joining in joining of the church like uh, like my first one like i i've come to learn about a lot of different things and it's even sad to see, like, even people in our own churches that still feel like the people that are even lost out in the world of, like, being judged and being whatever because it's, like, of the, the perfect status or whatever that some Christians tend to feel like they, they have to be like. And I don't know. I, that's what, like, last Thursday, that's what yeah. I felt like. Yeah. And I, that's why I said what I, like, said on stage is because I've talked to too many people, man. Yeah. Too many people were, like, even, like, Christians where they just feel like they just don't want to, you know, talk about their problems or talk to anybody because they feel like yes. that they're going to be an outcast. Definitely, man. I, uh, a, a big part of my story, man, uh, I was kind of hurt by the church at an early age um, and, like, hurt by church people. And that, like, even as a believer, like, that sucks. And so I, I kind of felt like other believers kind of, they didn't want to talk about their problems and they had all lived perfect lives or at least pretend to live perfect lives. And so because of that, I didn't want nothing to do with the church. But then what really helped me out with that is I got around a group of believers that like actually shared what they were struggling with, like actually shared the way they were messed up and actually, actually shared the way that their, the struggles they were going through that maybe wasn't their fault at all. And so that man, that is super, super attractive to like realness. Like, Hey, we mess up. We are hypocrites because we're going to sin and like we're going to fall short of the glory of God. Like come in here and let us share with you what we've been going through lately and like get on a deep personal level and lean on each other in hard times. Like that's that's kind of also lacking in the church. And that cuz it's tough, man. Nobody wants to tell about their crap, you know. I, have I told you how I got to second? I don't think so, actually. You have Okay, well, so maybe I know a little bit, but go on. So, I moved here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you I don't know if I've ever really told you like my testimony really. A little bit. A little bit. Bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. Okay. It's kind of long. So basically what happened was is like I went to Austin, you know, I you know, things didn't work out in stand up that I thought that we were gonna do. I figured out that, you know, 
during COVID that I was not doing, you know, that I was, you know, doing everything for self instead of God. Right. And I grew very, very distant, and I became, like, very, very, very depressed. And so, like, one of my friends called me, and he was just like, hey, dude, we came down there to visit you. You're not the same kind of thing. Like, are you doing yeah. good? Dude, found out that I didn't have any read my Bible in about two years. Wow. Yeah. I know, dude. It, it was insane. It was just because I was just holding on to everything. And so I took that, and I just, you know, was like, you know, I'm going to start this podcast. Yeah. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to you know, I stopped cussing because of the leading by example thing. And, you know, the, uh, I, felt, I just wanted to start this podcast. It kind of like, it, it like was like a restart. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I don't care how I want. I don't care. I, this is now, like, I'm now, I want this whole sure. thing as an audio journal. Yeah. Kind of like my whole life. Like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I hope you do. So, yeah, so when people, like, see the beginning, I want them to see the difference over time. Right. And I want them to also see, like, also that I was not perfect. I bet you you can go back right now, and if I, and it'd be like, oh, dang, Dawson, you were, what were you talking about in episode four or whatever, dude? Like, you know, <laughs> you're the same as you were now. Well, of course I wasn't. Right. I was just actually starting to try to actually, you know, become you know, closer to God and stuff like that. And there's always a starting point. And I feel like people yeah. just try to delete that part of their lives. Mm-hmm. And so I came here to Conway, and I was just going to Summit with my friend uh, for a little bit. Yeah. And I was just going to church because I was like, I think that's what we, I think, I mean, because I've never went to church before. Right. And I was, because I was hurt by it as well, because my stepmom, mm-hmm. she was a religious fanatic, and my dad married her, and, like, gotcha. she, she just gave me that, like, just wrong, like, she's very manipulative yeah. with it and stuff. So then, like, I was just very turned off with it. And so I was like, you know, I just felt like that. I just If I just go, you know, and just participate, then I'll be fine. Well, then Blake, Walter, yeah, uh, we that. met at a coffee shop. And he came in, he's like, hey, I have nowhere else to sit. How about I sit by y'all? And I was like, all right, go, come on in. So we had a conversation, and I just told him, I was like, hey, I don't know. I'm just trying to try out churches and stuff. He's like, how about you come a second? And then I went there Sunday. Yeah. Loved it. He invited me to go Thursday night. Loved it. And that Thursday night, actually that Thursday night, I think it was the first Thursday night that I went, that I have never shared my testimony with anybody else before. Right. And I sat down there, and I was in a circle with, it was me, Blake, Owen, Britt, and... Oh, uh, squad. <laughs> Britt and uh, one, Shout of, out. one of the McKissick twins. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Carter. Probably. It was. Um, but we were all sitting there, and I don't know what. It, it, I came on the perfect name. It was Testimony Night. And share so, your story night. Yeah. Share, yeah, share yeah, your story yeah, okay. night. So we all that. got in the huddle group or whatever, and we were with Blake. Mm-hmm. And I, and just God set up that moment, dude. And I was literally just like, I, saw, I was hearing everybody talking. And then Blake looked at me and goes, hey, Dawson. I was like, yeah. dude, I've, I've never really shared before. And he goes, He's like, hey, dude, it's, it's all good. You, you go go for it. And, and so I just literally spilt out my whole story. I was yeah. sobbing. And I, and they just, I, that was the first time that I've ever felt, like, you know, support. But like a church community or yeah. just other believers, other people doing that, just coming in with, like, open arms and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I felt so good after that. Yeah. Just releasing all that. And so then uh, after that, I mean, I was, you know, wanting to, you know, become a member I was wanting to, you know, do as much as I can through second just because, like, I've loved the community. Mm-hmm. But also, then now it motivated me to now where I'm in the position now where I want to give that to other people. Yeah, and, absolutely. And it all started because of, like, the community that was already there. 
and it's just it was awesome to awesome to see, man. Man, one of the one of the one of the coolest things about the way the gospel actually like works out in our lives is that almost everything has got some. Everybody's got some kind of something that can point back to the gospel, man. Like when Jesus was on earth doing his ministry, some people were actually hungry, and the way he ministered to them was like he gave them something to eat. It's like, all right, now let me tell you how this relates to like you're spiritually hungry, and, you know, and, and how I'm the only thing that can satisfy. But long before you can preach to somebody, like if they're hungry, they're not going to listen to you. Like if they're living in an area that's being like um, super police or gentrified or something like that, like maybe the way you minister to them is like, let me listen from you and let me learn what you're going through. And like, let me see if I can improve the situations around you. Like we can come alongside you or something. Uh, or like maybe somebody has like, like struggling with um, like grief or something or loss or something. Like the Bible says like, the only true religion is to minister to widows and orphans, like people that have experienced loss and vulnerability. Like, maybe let me show you how, like, there is hope. Like, yes, everything, and everybody's got a story. And, and, and as long as the church is just, like, pointing at lost people, it's like, man, y'all suck. Like, y'all are ruining things. Like, of course they're not going to want to embrace that. But if you say, look, I see the hurt here. Let me listen to you. Let me hear about your story. Tell me about yourself. How are you hurting? What's going good in your life? Let me show you how all that points back to Jesus. Like, that's the approach. And, yeah. and I think, honestly, I really do think that kind of thing is, is on the move right now in the, in the American church. Like, I think that is becoming more prominent. Thank, praise Jesus. You exactly. You just, exactly. I, I totally agree that it's a, it's a thing that, you know, I'm, I have been in the church community for long I don't know all the history behind like certain churches and stuff, but I mean, I am about done reading Acts. Yeah, and I mean, sometimes it stuff. makes me, think, it makes me think, it makes me wonder, like, why, why can't things be like that now? You know, kind of like, you know, things are just so much simpler. It's just like I feel like Christianity, in some ways, like people can't be on the same page yeah. in a lot of ways, and hence why there's so many different denominations mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I've always wondered that. Of why there what why there is so many different types of you know denominations and stuff and you know I was watching this YouTube video and this guy he just goes he just went to different denominations different churches yeah. they're all basically the same yeah it's just like the difference is it's just the traditions and just the different ways that they do True. stuff uh, the governance systems a lot of times but yeah it's a lot I mean it goes back to what we were talking about earlier like on the essential things man like. If you don't believe Christ came, died, resurrected, paid yeah. for your sins, like, w- we ain't with it. But on the non-essentials, maybe. And everyone's going to decide what the non-essentials are a little bit differently. But, like, there's grace to be, we can disagree on this based on the way we read the scriptures. And you don't want to put that on everything. Like, if you put that too much, it basically becomes the Bible is whatever I interpret it to be. So you don't want to walk that way. But you also don't want to say, like, the way I read the Bible is the only right way. Oh, and if you believe otherwise, you're wrong. Like, so there's there's got to be a little bit of grace on the non-essentials for sure. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's just like my it was just my curiosity of why there's so many different ones, is because it's yeah. like you know you would think mm-hmm. that if it was like Acts, you yeah. know, like they were, they just started with the group and they were just like getting the group of them. I don't mm-hmm. know really. I guess would you think it was because like when things got political. Some of them, I mean, definitely the church is the way, even the last 2,000 years, the way the church has interacted with politics is crazy. Like, the way that the Roman Catholic Church, before it was even known as that, was, like, tied up to, like, the political entities of the day back in the day. And, 
you know, and then there was the Reformation, which got extremely political, and, like, wars were fought over whether or not they were Protestant or Catholic, and then, like, maybe the Church of England comes up, and it ties, you know, the that specific church with their government system, like, definitely can get political. And even today, as you've got, you know, even in America, we have hundreds and hundreds of Protestant denominations, and sometimes that's super political. I don't think denominations in and of themselves are a bad thing. Like, sometimes it's very important to, like, have a set theology that you believe in or defend and like on some things we do need to disagree because they are essentials but like I think it's when the denominations stop working together like when they start seeing it as a competition or like they're mostly fighting with each other and not working together well that, that's my problem it's yeah. because like there's no I just see there. I just yeah. see Baptists working with Baptists mm-hmm. I see you know but I don't see all the churches like in Conway, working together. That would be incredible. I would. That's what I'm. Say, that's what I'm yeah. saying. It's like I don't know. That's just a thought that I had in my head. I was like, why is it just a specific church that we work with, mm-hmm. instead of like all, like you know, all of them? Because aren't we supposed to all just be on the same page and we're all going for the same purpose? Man, and it does happen some. Not to say churches don't cross the line at all. It does happen some, but I don't think it happens enough, man. Like I, uh, one one passage that that comes to mind with that man is is in in John. It's actually during the Last Supper, if you've seen the painting with the, yeah. you know, the 13 white guys. On yeah, the yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. so, <laughs> um, I, you know, artist again. Jesus, Jesus is praying, and basically he's praying to the Father right before he goes to be crucified for future believers, like future Christians, which, which is us. And Jesus says, I pray for not only these, that's talking about the 12 disciples, but also for those who believe in me through their word. So basically every, every believer from here on out. May they, all the believers, be one, like unified, as you, Father, are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe you sent me. I am in them and you in me so that they may be no. So I have given them the glory you have given me so that they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me so that they may be completely one, that the world may know you have sent me and that you love them as you have loved me. Basically, Jesus is praying that Christians would be unified the same way him and the Father are unified. And that's mind-boggling to think about. And he says that when Christians are unified, when they are one, the world will know that Jesus is God. Like, that's a wild thought. Like, what is it about Christians being together that makes other people believe in Jesus? Like, that, that, that's, some, that is so wild. That's insane. And so, like, Jesus, apparently unity is very big to Jesus. He, he prays to God about it right before he goes to die. And so I wish there was more unity. And I don't think that has to look like uniformity. Like, I wish there was no denominations like it is in Acts. But it's something we have now. And sometimes that is just as simple as, like, the way they moved their money around the missions. And there's something to be said for that. But, like, I think we can have different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different, you know, come from different places, different stories especially, like we were talking about. And there's something beautiful in, like, it's not uniform, but it is unity. And I think maybe that is what could be really attractive to to a non-believing world. Like, if Christians would stop fighting, you know, denominationally, politically, however, and just work together. Like, love God, love people. Dude, and I completely agree with that because now that I have am interning, I am starting to see some sides of political stuff. Yeah. That I just necessarily just do not like, really like, and even inside denominations, like yeah. they'll fight people inside. The well, same no, like, for example, I wear second merch yeah. a lot. Like I go, like I go to work and just wear it and stuff like that. Not necessarily just to like rep the church, 
but just to let people, you know, know. They also like, have some fly-looking stuff sometimes. Dude, they do. <laughs> and I'm telling you, the dry-fit stuff that they got going on, <laughs> perfect for work. I'm telling you, if you don't, I can get you some. Uh, this is not, this, we were not sponsored. Yeah, we're, yeah, this is not sponsored at all. It's just, they just got some great options. And, and the thing is, though, is, is, is I didn't really realize it because I just wear it yeah. because I, it's comfy. Yeah. And, but I've also found out that there's also people, like, even that I go to work with and stuff that just don't like second. Yeah, I mean. And I'm just like, oh, oh, like, oh, what's, the, what's your problem with them? And they'll, they'll tell me, like, some of the issues that they've had with that specific church and stuff, and I'm just like, I mean, I, I respect that. I mean, it's all it's all good, but, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Are you trying to tear me down because I go to that? You know, are you trying to tear me down because I go to that church or whatever? I mean, I'm just I just, I'm just, just trying to do what every other, you know, Christian is supposed to be yeah. doing is just spreading the gospel and, you know, get, you know, getting people just, you know, love every, everybody, love everybody. It doesn't right. matter where we go. It's like, like I don't, I could care less about the specifics. It's like because it's almost is this like oh right, cool you're a Christian oh yeah, yeah cool cool what church you go to oh and then that changes things like, oh as soon as you say oh that, well, yeah. oh so you're that kind of Christian exactly what, what do you mean that kind of Christian exactly or like, <laughs> we just supposed to just be Christian man that was something I struggled with especially when I first came to college and it was like all the the other ministries and stuff like because that I was used to the way I like my experience with Christianity and then now these all these other people that experience it a little bit differently like and you had the different. All the different college ministries, man, I used to, like, roast other ministries that I wasn't a part of or I didn't believe, you know, didn't exactly believe how they did. And, like, that's wrong. Like, that is that is not of God to be doing that to other believers uh, or really to anybody. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you, man. Like, that's something I, that was something I struggled with for a very long time. And I don't think that's, that's not attractive at all. That's not walking with Christ. Man, if I can... I had this scripture pulled up to talk about the the satanic imagery and stuff, but I actually think it speaks to what we're talking about now. Well, you know what? This will be the perfect way to wrap things. All right, let's. We've been going a good minute. Good minute, but hey, but so this is in Galatians, and this is if you've ever as a kid heard like the fruit of the spirit or love, joy, peace, patience, you know, all that little rhyme we spit off. This is the same chapter. It's Galatians five, and Paul is describing things that are of the flesh, basically sinful. He says, now works of the flesh are obvious. And he talks about the obvious things, you know, like the sorcery, um, the idolatry. You know, like it's obvious if somebody has got, you know, like a Satan shirt on. Like that's probably not a good thing to have. But then he lists a lot of things that I think sometimes we get really lax on. And that are like just as, in, just as bad as a Satan t-shirt. Like sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity. But then, okay, hatred, strife. Jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions and factions, envy. Like, are we stirring the pot? Like, are we are we gossiping about people? Like, are we are we trying to divide and like really like score a point on somebody or dunk on somebody? And like, as Christians within the same church, within the same denomination, politically on Facebook, like, yeah, that's that's linked in there with sorcery. Like, I may not be a witch, but. Sometimes I hate folk. And then he goes on like... Uh, I'm that on T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, drunkenness, carousing, anything similar. He said, I am warning you about these things as I warned you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Like, something to think about, man. Like, we don't even touch the garment associated with sin. Like, don't even mess with the satanic shoes. But are you running somebody down on Twitter? Like... Very, very, 
very that 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 hits deep, man. And I feel I feel like that that's more things that people need to hear. Yeah. Well, but then here's the good news. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those who belong to Christ have been crucified with the flesh and his passions and desires so we can live by the Spirit. Man, like if you're walking with Christ, these things ought to be what's coming out of you. Like that's the only hope for it. So we'll we'll see, man. We'll see. So the big thing is is love everybody. Love your neighbor, brother. Love, love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. <laughs> love that's God, the, love people, man. That That is the big thing, and I... I'm so glad that that got brought up. I didn't even know when we were going to go that far into the extent. I didn't either, man. I thought but we were like talking about boxing. But boxing. We talked about that a little bit at the beginning. But then, we, but then we got caught up in it. But, dude, it honestly turned out, I, I feel like that, you know, it was meant to be talked about for a reason. But, yeah. dude, I am so happy that you pumped that you were able to get on this podcast. Man, this was, this was really, a lot of fun. And Nothing dude, else, I'm I enjoyed always, it. Yes, we definitely need to do it again. Sometime, sure. I mean, it doesn't. Sometime soon, man. Hop on the radio show. Hey, look, I am more than happy to be on that radio show. <laughs> uh, definitely, 100%. Okay, real quick, shout out that radio show. Okay, so it hasn't started yet. I don't know when you'll publish this. It's about to die. Oh, it's, uh, this okay, uh, it's going to be Thursday mornings, UCA. Oh, it's dead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to end it. That's it. <laughs> you got to leave it right there. <laughs> Let's go, baby. That's so funny. <laughs> I, honestly, like, don't edit that. Like, leave that as the end. <laughs> <laughs> the audio's still going. Oh, that's so funny, dude. <laughs> that is incredible. That's great. Perfect timing. That was, that was, <laughs> man, that was a lot of fun.